Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Life Isn't Linear podcast. Life isn't linear and neither is the journey, but the goal is to keep making progress. This is Josh. The last episode was part one of Leveling Up. And if you are tuning in, then you're back for part two. But if you are tuning in for the first time, I would highly encourage you to listen to part one first. Again, I hope you find this final part of the discussion the most rewarding. It was very rewarding to have this discussion with my buddy Dave. Bringing these two episodes together is not a roadmap for life, but definitely it could be a guide. And I'm so grateful to be able to share it with you. So, no matter where you are in this life, this new year is a chance to level up a little or a lot. Whatever your goals are, go for them. Your journey is yours, and it is unique to you. Now, on to part two of Leveling Up made me change you know any other path it was like this is this is the way you know it's like the mandalorian this is the way, this is the way. and but you know it, but, but going in like taking risks i think this goes into the next part i wanted to talk about which is part six is i think one of the riskiest things we have in life is building relationships because i think as human beings you know we are naturally inclined to want to be part of a group to want to be part of you know a tribe if you will but I don't know if that's the same of finding your people and, you know, having the right people in your life, I, I believe is absolutely key. And I, I have seen it happen over my life. You become a part of the people you associate with that influence is overwhelming. And I, and I think about it, you know, even to the point where, you know, going back of some of the most meaningful relationships and long-term relationships in my life is when I met, you know, you and the guys, you know, in college, it's, that you guys helped me level up. You made me a better young man into a man by the influences. And it's, it kind of, kind of goes back to the old, you know, the old saying, you know, the tide causes all boats to rise and a great, a great set of relationships can, can propel you and make you a better person. And a bad ones can take you down a very, uh, you know, unpurposeful direction. Um, but it takes, it takes effort to nurture relationships and, just being French friends are not enough. It's like, it, it's gotta be purposeful and it's gotta be meaningful. But I, I can't say enough of like it, it was, it's, it's a risky endeavor to be vulnerable. Cause when you're, when you have a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, you have to be vulnerable. Yes. And I don't, I, especially as men in society, I don't think that is, it's not taught at all. I, I had, I did not have good examples about that. I've, I've learned it later in life, but man, it is the riskiest endeavor I think you'll ever take is who's part of your tribe. Who are, who are your key people in life? And, and I think when those are done right, those bonds are very strong and worth the risk because time can go. And it feels like, I mean, honestly, we've lived in the same area for years. Yeah. And we've not, and it's, it's my fault too. I, you know, we, we, life gets busy, but it's like when I don't see like you and the guys for a period, but then we like meet up, it's like, I just saw you. Yep. And I think, I think those bonds are really strong and I'm so glad I, I allowed myself to be vulnerable to that because it, you know, you guys have helped me become a better man and set great examples of how I want to level up myself, you know? Yeah. I, I just, amen, amen to all of that. You, you kind of kicked off this section by saying you kind of become in a way, um, 
uh, some of the people that you associate with. And I, I think you're so right. We are absolutely reflections of our influences, which is why being intentional is it, it is so important. Uh, every relationship that we're in, you said it, 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 it's going to take effort. You know, yeah. does this investment give me the return that I need? And it, and you, I, I like that you said um, the quote about the time, you know, makes all boats rise. My, my, my take is the, uh, the Lizzo take, if I'm shining, everybody's going to shine, but yeah, it's conceptually that's, that's, that's what we want. I, I, I want to be a light for the people that are around me. And also I want the people that are around me to cast that light so that in moments where I feel like I don't quite have the shine or today is just not the day, uh, whatever it might be, it does lift me up. It does illuminate everything around me, even when I, even when I'm challenged to do that myself. And you, you mentioned this earlier, talking about a very simple interaction, you know, with someone at a restaurant. So you're, you're not going to, in, in that moment, you're not exchanging numbers. I mean, maybe you're going to follow somebody on the gram. I don't know. I don't know how social media works. I'm an old, but when you extend <laughs> the concept of, you know, in building relationships into building interactions, you really build a better world with those interactions. It's, it is gratitude. It is kindness. It is grace. It is, it's empathy. Um, yeah. And you, you know, you can't be empathetic if you don't have that experience. Um, no, but, but, you know, and that, and I agree with that. And I think, you know, society, I, I just got done reading this book called the end of uh, the end of empathy and the author's whole concept is empathy has run amok in our society. And, and, and I don't agree with everything that he said in that book. I think some of it was, in fact, to be honest, I kind of got tired of the book because all I, every page has the word empathy in it like 26 times. Like you just get sick of it. <laughs> but, what I, but what I took away from it is we empathy is, especially amongst friends, you may not have that same experience. You can't gain empathy if you don't have it. You know, they say, put yourself in that person's shoes. You can't do that. No. But what you can have is compassion. And that's the difference. I think empathy is something you have when you've had that experience. You can relate to it. If you don't, it's compassion. And those are different. Um, and I think, I think they can both, I think empathy is easier, especially if you've had that experience, but if you don't, compassion takes, I think, a willingness to look outside your own experiences and, and have an open mind to other people. And yeah. that is, I, I completely agree with you, you know, that gratitude, that kindness, that grace, because I, I was listening to uh, an episode, a number of, God, this was like over a year ago, where Sam Harris did a thing on Joe Rogan's apology. As a comedian, he had used, you know, some foul, some, some foul epithets and uh, had caused a riff. And, you know, Sam Harris had mentioned that, you know, he believed his sincere, his, his Joe Rogan's apology sincere. And, and accepting apologies, forgiving, you should listen to it. It's just really, it's really, it's really an awesome thing. It is. It's about creating that world you want to see happen. And if you want to see a world that is as empathy and compassion, you have to be able to relate to people, accept their faults. 100%. Otherwise, those worlds of being gratitude, of grace and humility and kindness, they, they they won't exist. And sometimes that requires being kind, not being nice. You know, it, it's just it, it's a hard thing, but. 
when you have these right people in life, I think they help you establish that foundation for the future. And I, I just, I just think it's, it's so cool. It's cool because you can't make it through life alone. Um, You know, I have always had this belief because of experiences in my life that I can do whatever I need to do. I will charge through it all. And that's not a great way to live. It will last. It's like, it's like running on, on unleaded gas as opposed to premium. And the premium is just allowing people, which I'm the electric car fanatic. I'm using gas, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, it's about running on better fuel. And I think the key people in life, man, they are, they're absolutely critical to having that high, high octane, you know, it's just, it's critical. I I agree with you 100%. I, I used to, and it's been well over a decade now since I've done this, but um, I, I, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do and how I wanted to give back. Um, I, I don't know that it is in the cards for me to have my own children, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to help the world and give, give yeah. some experiences back and share, just share some of the stuff that I've learned. Again, this conversation, great, great opportunity to just engage with people, right. And expand the conversation. So I was teaching classes in libraries and I kind of got tapped on the shoulder by a coworker of mine uh, to come and speak to one of the youth groups that are part of her church. Mm, and cool. I did. And she was like, you know, you can, t- you can talk about whatever you want. I said, talk about whatever I want. Well, it, what, you know, what is, what is, what church are you going to lady? Cause you could do that at mine. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a pretty open. Um, but you know, she told me about the, the the theme a little bit, but anyway, we don't have to get into all that. Part of, part of what is really connecting here for me is, there was an exercise that I did with the kids where it was just a nest on a piece of paper. So basically it just kind of looked like a drawing of a wreath, but I gave them all individual cutout eggs. And I said, okay, now you, you know, you've got these eggs and you've got your nest. Your nest is, this is your family. These are the people that you can take care of. And that these are the people that, that take care of you. This is, this is your home. This is your safety. This is security. This is love. These are the people that are good for you. And all the kids really got it. And I said, okay, now start writing names on those eggs. And very quickly, people were like, there's no more room in my nest. There's no more room in my nest. And it allowed us to have a very elementary, right? A very foundational level conversation about why it is so important to be thoughtful about the people that you choose yes. to nurture and the people that you believe in because they, they help you believe in yourself. And part of that conversation was, well, I'll just build a nest in another tree. And I said, okay, well, I, as you're building that other nest, who's going to take care of these other eggs? Yeah. And that's good. Again, it's not, it, it's not punching holes in any theories. It's nothing that's earth shattering, but it, that conversation in this moment about building relationships is just ringing so true to me that even, you know, even in our youth, there are metaphors out there in the world. There are ways that we can help people connect these dots and be thoughtful about it. And early on, develop some good, positive, thoughtful behaviors. Start surrounding yourself with the good as early as you possibly can, because it that the sooner you have the right influences, the sooner you're going to find out who you're supposed to be and who you're becoming, really. Absolutely. And it's, it is one of those things, you know, in the, the Bruce Lee book, it talks about, you know, your cup. And your cup can only hold so much. You know, we're always exactly. told, 
we're always the nest, the cup analogy, it's all the same thing. But ultimately what it is, is I think that the foundation of solid friendships is love. Solid relationships are love. And, you know, I, I saw this thing on, uh, on a post and I, I really thought about it. And this is where I think one of those things I really want to teach my children that it was not taught to me. I've, I've learned this is that the people in your life, love is supportive, respectful, and kind. And when you look at the people in your life, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friends, your best friends, people you drink with, whatever, if, if, if that relationship doesn't encompass the, that, those three concepts, I th- and this is just my opinion, those three concepts, I think you have to really weigh who needs to be in your nest. And I think I strongly believe in that as I thought, again, as going back to a previous, as I've reflected, I really have come to that idea that love is supportive, respectful, and kind. And whether it's between, you know, like I said, your spouse, your friend, every solid relationship I've had, when, when things have gotten tough, supportive people are there. They're respectful of what you're going through and they show you kindness. And that to me, that I think that is the foundation of any solid relationship. And I, I try, and I'm trying to really work to teach my kids to understand that. And I think of the people who aren't in my life anymore. They were none of those. (laughs) And for me, it's like, it's, it's really, really that simple, which, you know, kind of goes into, to my next thing, those supportive relationships, you know, I think lead into your health and your well being. Like this is number seven as, as we were, as we were going through this is, you know, your, your physical and mental health. And you said a great thing. And as a exercise science biomechanics major, um, you know, you said something to the effect of we only get one, one mind and one body and to take care of it. And I, I think that's true. And I, I think society pushes such an emphasis on physical health. I think mental health now is becoming a prominent thing. And, you know, keeping, keeping this healthy is important and doing it the right way. Now you're not coping with drugs, not coping with food. You're, you're coping the right way. And I have always been a big believer that when you train the body, you train the mind. And from my own experiences in life, I mean, you know, you guys, you know, knew me in the day when I was a gym rat and I wasted a lot of time in there, but it helped me cope with a lot of things in my life too. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. And, you know, I think leveling up is taking care of yourself mentally and physically. So you can be there for the people, those relationships that are key in your life. I agree. I, and I, I, I cannot agree more. It's, <laughs> this is so funny. So even in, even in the example that I've just provided, right. And I, I make it sound like I'm this great example for these kids, but I think it was an awesome example. I, I want you to send me the notes on that. I'm going to use that with my kids. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so oddly enough, I still have that like folder full of worksheets and I come across it sometimes. I'm like, Oh, this, I loved doing this. I maybe, maybe this is, I haven't, I haven't set it away for sure. Um, but even then, and this was, I think this speaks to my own growth and this was, over a decade ago, I didn't I didn't ask a single one of the kids in the room to make sure that they put their own name on one of those eggs. And I think mm-hmm. that speaks to That's the good. conversation that you and I are having right now, which is even as much as you and I are evolving and we're aware of mental health and putting putting ourselves on the list of people that we're taking care of, I didn't have 
I didn't have enough influence or foresight or maybe just life experience to have that kind of conversation with them to say, you know, you know, make make sure that you leave enough room in your nest for yourself. Yeah. Um, and and that again, kind of connecting back to what you're talking about right now, it can't just be about caring for other people. You, no. you have to take care of yourself. You you know, you you need to. And and I, I sort of mentioned this in your previous segment, quote unquote, right? Um, learning how to do that is as soon as humanly possible is the goal because the universe is only going to promise you two things. Like you said, your body and your mind. And once, once you don't have those, you're going to be really limited in who it is that you get to be in the world. And so much of that's not going to be up to us anyway. Aging is showing me that every day. Um, So really, you know, live in those moments, be, make make this goodness as good as you can and make it last for as long as you can because the only promise that we got is we get this experience and we mm-hmm. get it once let's use no, it no i i no i think i think that's that's so spot on you know the 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 idea of keeping that room in your nest for you because i have you know i i came from a family of you don't talk about things that are bothering you you just don't you just, you, you grit through it. And I've, I've come to the realization that people want to share. They want to talk. They want to discuss the things. And a lot of times it's just discussing it. And I think we have convinced ourselves that being strong is, is internalizing. And I think to be honest, I think, I think it takes strength to let it out. And it's, it's one of those things where I was not raised to talk about your feelings. You buried it. You kept it on ice. You didn't think about it. And I will tell you from personal experience that you can do that, but it will come back in, in just ways you can't imagine. And it's, you really do yourself a true disservice by not. Um, and again, I think that's going back to being nice. You know, we're told, you know, I was raised to be nice, not kind. Kindness would have been, Hey, you know, let these things out because I agree. It's like when you, you can't take care of anyone unless you honestly could take care of yourself. You can't love someone unless you have self-love for your, you know, for, till you, till you love yourself. And yeah. it's really uh, uh, an interesting thing of just how the mind and body are connected. And man, it's, it, it, I, I go back to that. Cause I, I think that's an important part of stepping up is, is taking care of yourself so you can be the most present person. Yeah. So you can, you can, you can, you can, you can drive all, you can drive that ship of life. I mean, I, I, I always go back to it. I had never, ever seen in my days when I was a trainer in the gym, I've never seen anyone who's strong, feels really good about their body and say, God, I, I hate being strong. I hate being physically fit. <laughs> I've never seen anybody ever think that way. Just like I've never seen anyone who's meant, who's, who's mentally tough, who is, who is mentally sound go, gosh, I just can't stand the fact that I am, I've got my, I've got my priorities straight. I've never heard anybody say that, but I always have heard people say, I wish I was stronger. I wish I was more mentally resilient. Um, and, and that's one of those things I, I think that's, that's a, a critical aspect of leveling up is, is that component. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that you said the critical aspect of leveling up is that component because almost any time we say, I wish this, yeah, mm-hmm. aren't, we really, aren't we really identifying some of the things that we want to level up? Um, yep. You know, as, as long as those are good things, it's not like I wish doom and destruction, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on this car that's been parked out here for three weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it, but when you, 
are wishing for and thinking about uh, the the positive things that are possible. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those wishes is a way that we could level up. That, that's like, like an internal barometer. When you uh, when you hear somebody say "I wish" or "I should," that's yeah. your internal. That's that is your that is your that's your that's yourself saying, "This is what you need to be doing." And we and we we I think we stamp that out. You know, I'm yeah. I'm guilty of it every day. It's like you know there there are days I was like I wish I was doing something else in life. Okay, now I can't make. And this goes into financial stability, which is number eight. Um, but it makes me want think of one of those things. Okay, I can't get there now, right. but what steps can I take to get to my wishes? Right. And, you know, and, they, and this just kind of goes into number eight of this, you know, financial stability. I'm not saying it's critical to life. I've known people who are very wealthy and I know people who are just getting by and equally are happy and equally are miserable. But I've always believed that financial stability allows you the freedom to explore those things that might make you happy, that might get you to a path. And, um, you know, money is, I, I do believe in a lot of ways, money is the root of all evil and it doesn't buy happiness, but it does, it can give you that security and a space to grow. But I really liked the way you had kind of talked about um, financial independence versus financial stability. And you said, I see money like life, having peaks and valleys, stability is a rare occasion. And I kind of came to this idea of financial resilience. And those peaks and valleys are that you're not, I've been poor, I've done okay. And I know what it's like to be on, I, you know, I will say one of the happiest times in my life is when I got my first apartment, I had no furniture, I had a TV on the floor and a futon mattress and a PlayStation two to watch stuff. And it was one of the, it was one of the most freeing, happy and liberated times of my life. Um, and money hasn't changed that, but it has given me a path to say, I can focus on other things that do make me happy. Um, so I like that resilience that yeah. you had commented because that's, I think that's a great way to think about it is the peaks and valleys of life financially, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And I, it, we're so much of our conversation today is semantics. It's not you win some, you lose some, it's you win some, you, you know, you learn some um, in, in the finance space. Right. I, and maybe this is because my full-time day gig, my corporate job is I'm in data so when I mm-hmm. when I think stability, I think very much something that's close to basically just like a horizontal line on a graph, right? Mm-hmm. And we the 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 language, you know, financial stability, uh, it's very grounding. It's very powerful. I think that those it's a phrase that's out there. But I, <laughs> we started kind of jotting some notes down about this, and instantly that was the graph that came to mind. And all I could tell myself was, I've never had that. It's it's really, you know, there's maybe a trend line in there that's much closer to a horizontal line, but it's it's all of these ups and downs. And so mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was less about and it, it, it sounds similar to the experience you're you're describing. This was your space. These were your things. You created something for yourself. So wherever you were in that peak or in that valley, you found independence. Mm-hmm. And you found resilience and you said, aha, I, I, we're, with what I have, not only am I making it work, but I find joy in it. Mm-hmm. Can I level it up? Of course, of course. And would I love to see my horizontal line become, you know, just a, a, a climbing line to the right over time? Of course. No, I mean, maybe there are people out there that aren't interested in having uh, money in their hands because I know that I need that to get by in the world in a lot of ways. I know I'm mm-hmm. that person. It's not my priority, but 
it, it's it's inevitable in the conversation, but resilience and independence, just different ways of thinking about, quote, stability, kind of like learning as opposed to losing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is so much of what we're talking about is, I didn't even realize this is where we were going to go, but the language that you're given versus finding the language that you that actually benefits you. It doesn't mm-hmm. people are giving you bad advice all along. All, all they can tell you is what they know. You've got to find a way to consume that and make it your own so that you can put that to work for yourself. No, yeah. we're talking about apples and oranges. They're never going to be the same. So mm-hmm. why would I expect six words to mean the exact same thing to you over your entire mm-hmm. lifespan than they will mean to me over my entire lifespan? It's mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a really interesting conversation there. Um and part of it is, you know, which which begets the other? Is it leveling up that helps financial resilience or mm-hmm. is financial resilience that makes you feel like you're leveling up? Privilege is a very real thing. There's a lot of impact around finance. But mm-hmm. being able to say, uh, I I feel independence. I feel like this this resilience, no matter what happens, even when I hit the valleys, I know that there's a peak that's coming. I know that I can get out of that space. I know mm-hmm. there's more than the moment that I'm in. Um, no. I think that's, that was an important financial lesson for me. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I you know I I I've learned to take a little I say a little a lot more financial risk in the last you know like five years. Growing in a very financially conservative household, it was like you got to have this amount. But it's like I I think about how much I probably have missed out on. Again, not going back to the, the 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 losses, but you know, by by being too conservative with 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 cash and missing out on moments and you know vacations, trips, sure. um, you know, it, it is it's it's a really it's a really fine balance. And we are, I, I, I'm not going to disagree. Every one of us, I, I said this on a podcast for the Fourth of July. You know, the odds of us being alive in this vast universe are it, it's astronomical. It's like it's like one in like. 190 trillion or I don't even remember that I found the statistic online. I thought it was hilarious, but then to think about that, to even be in this country uh, is just the odds are not in our favor to be here, let alone to be here. And for you and I first world problems to be sitting on a Saturday morning discussing this when there are people who are struggling a lot more in life. And I, I think about that, that privilege. And I think about, and this kind of goes into my other thing because I had this, I had this unique thing happen. This was a number of years ago. And, uh, I had, we were outside in front of our home and, uh, this, this kid was coming around selling magazine subscriptions and, you know, the racket, you know, it's, it's like, they're just peddling. Well, you know, the kid happened to be a black kid and his name was actually Josh as well. Or so he told me, I, I took him for his word and he kind of was explaining his story that, you know, he lived in the streets and this gentleman who owns a company that's selling magazine subscriptions took him in has given him a chance to go to college. Would you buy one? And he had made the comment of, you know, you live here in Naperville, you know, you, you have privilege. And I said, and I told him, I said, well, what do you know about me? And he stopped and he said, I don't. And I said, well, then how would you know I'm privileged because I'm white? And it it took him by back, you know, it took him aback. And I said, let me tell you a quick story. And I told him about my grandfather and my grandfather was, I think from genealogy, he was either first generation American or his dad was, but his dad was like first generation, like as a child. 
he, sp- he spoke German and, you know, he was in the war. His mom died before the war and his dad died during the war. And he always told me that when you lose your parent, it doesn't matter where you are in life, you're an orphan. And his sister was 12 years older than him. And when he came back from the war, he slept on friends' couches. He had a few bucks in his wallet. And because he served, he got the GI Bill and he went to college. And he graduated. He met my grandma. And he worked his tail off for my dad and my uncle. And family was very important to him. He had nothing handed to him. He used to talk about eating bacon grease sandwiches during the Depression. That's how poor he was. And he worked his butt off so that my dad and my uncle could have a better life than him. And my dad and mom worked harder than they did so that they could provide a better life for my brother and I. And Megan and I work our tails off so that our kids have a better life than us. And so far, we have done that. And I told this young man, I said, listen, I'm not going to buy a subscription, but I am going to give you money. And you can do with it what you will. But just understand that, you know what, privilege is not a, a, a political talking point. I said, it's, it's paying it forward. I believe privilege is, I believe if you don't pay it forward, you have privilege, truly. You know, whether your rich kid does nothing with a trust fund, but if you pay it forward, I think that's your obligation. And I, and I, and, and he ended with that. And he was, he was very apologetic about how he, how he broached the subject. And I just told him, I said, not everybody has it easy. And I'm not saying I've had a difficult life, but I've known people who have, and I try to work every day so that I, I honor that difficulty and the, the hard work before me and do it same so that my kids can have a better. And that goes into the next segment I wanted to talk about is contributing to others. Yeah. And, you know, I thought this was a great thing. You touched on this a lot more because I, I've not been the best job at, at donating my time and my resources towards other people, other organizations. So I'm, I may let you have more of the floor on this because <laughs> I've, I've not been the best at this, honestly. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, it is, it's, it is an interesting life anytime you step off of, quote unquote, the prescribed path. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, not to bring too much work into this, but, you know, part of, part of what we help people do is work their way through a really complicated process. And as the, you know, insights and analytics team, we're really working hard to find out not only where things are going right, when things go right, it's great for all of us. I am much more interested in where things go wrong. Where is it when stuff is going off the rails? Because that's the stuff where we can really make an impact and, and do yes. something different. So I think part of part of me coming to understand who I am and that, okay, I, I know that I'm not on this typical, um, you know, marry someone of the opposite sex have kids and, and raise kids and let that be a way that I can share a lot of my positive experiences and the, the good that I can contribute to the world directly to people. I'm, I'm not going to have that everyday experience. So if I'm not going to have that, what am I losing? What is the, what is the trade-off, right? It's not, again, not 100% good, not 100% bad in anything. And one of the things that really sticks with me is that I... If I'm not, if I don't have it in my everyday where it's obvious that this is someone that I can contribute to, I will have to find those people and I will have mm-hmm. to find ways to contribute to them. So I, I, I've done it. I, I believe in ways big and small. I, I, so I just, just 
two weeks ago, maybe I picked up a huge bargain bin 48 pack or whatever of those little hot hands packs. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those things. They're great. <laughs> and, and, you know, growing up, you know, my brother and sister played sports. So we had them mm-hmm. on the soccer field and all that. They were great when we were being outside. I loved Halloween in the fall and the winter. So they were great as a kid growing up around Chicago. But I, again, part of the place in my life now, I, I'm very grateful. I have a lot of privilege that people don't have. Yeah. And I cannot walk down the street without running into somebody who just looks like they could be a little warmer. So yeah. the only reason I buy them is so that I can have them in my pocket because inevitably someone's going to ask for a couple of bucks and I don't carry around cash so much anymore. So this is a way that I can contribute in a just just a little a little more comfort, a little, hey, uh, I know that this isn't easy. Here's something that I I hope is helpful. And I tell every time I hand it off, you know, I don't I don't have any cash, but I've got this. Do you know what it is? Some people know, some people don't. And I ask if they know anybody else that wants one. And inevitably the answer is yes. And they can point me towards that person. They can say, oh, if you go two blocks that way, my brother is on that other corner. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get to make that journey myself. And sometimes I say, hey, you know what? When you see your brother, please pass this, you know, pass this their way. Um, But there, it it is very intentional uh, making, uh, I've gotten jobs that I've been with to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you know, somebody buys a jar of peanut butter, somebody buys a jar of jelly, somebody buys a loaf of bread, somebody buys a bunch of Ziploc bags, and that's it. And we commit to spending 15 minutes of a lunch break doing a little assembly line. All we do is make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, put yeah, it in awesome. bags. I throw them back into the big loaf bag, and I just carry them around until I'm until I'm out. And I, you know, again, I, I I'm not I'm not walking around with pockets full of cash, but a little bit of good can really go a long way. And we we talked about it in the sense of um, what was that section? Kind of building relationships, right? Extending yeah. to not only my relationships that I actively invest in every day, but that's a that's a way that I can invest in the relationships in my community. It's a way that I can contribute, right? To to someone else. Help if if I have the good fortune to be able to level up, I should be able to share that with people. I, I think that's awesome. Like it's the, it is, it's the things that, you know, we think of, you know, contributing to others that we've got us, whether it's spend hours doing charity work or writing large checks to cover, you know, non-for-profits. But I mean, that hand warming thing is such a, it is such a kind and thoughtful thing. And that, and, and don't like, don't dismiss it. Like, you know, you say, I do this little thing. I think that's a huge thing because, it's, it's kind and thoughtful. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's one action towards shaping the world you want to see. And I think that is great. And I think, I think that's the misconception always in society as well. If I don't write a big donor check or I don't rack up, you know, 150 pints of blood, or I don't spend all this time at a charity, then, you know, volunteering my time, then I'm not doing something worthwhile. And I think sometimes the most, you're not, by what you're doing, Dave, you're not asking for anything. You're not asking for recognition. You're going about your day. And I think that is absolutely amazing. And that is impacting. Cause I'll tell you those hand warmers from sitting through, you know, football <laughs> and soccer this year, those things are amazing. I would, completely, I would completely agree. And they're, and they're not, and, and it doesn't, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's purposeful. It's, and I think that that's great. 
And it, it's a way that I can, you know, not we, we keep connecting all these dots because leveling up is so many things in so many different ways. But one of the things that I've been able to do is get a little bit more financial independence. Yeah. And this is a way that I can I can share that with people. Also, there's a part of me that again, I I, I don't mean to necessarily reflect on the same experience, but I I remember what it's like when I was, you know, coming out and I was on my own journey, I remembered, I remember what it was like to walk into a room and think nobody really sees me. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because I wasn't in the room. It wasn't because I didn't have friends. It was because I didn't know how to put myself out there. And yeah. but I remember that feeling of not being seen. And that, that is something that's been really hard for me to shake. And this is, again, it's not a win some, it's not a win some, lose some. It's a win some, learn some. If if my if my gut reaction is oh my gosh it was hard it hurt to feel like I wasn't being seen then what yeah. is the thing that I should learn from that is how can I help other people feel seen and this yes. is literally somebody on the street who's probably depending on how cold it is they might not even lift their head up from the position that they're in because mm-hmm. it is cold and windy and brutal out there yeah and it doesn't mean that I don't see you it doesn't mean that you're out here. That it means that you, even if you are sitting by yourself, it doesn't mean that you're alone. And that's important for me too. Part of my, I don't know, just really, really thinking about other people. Well, and I think that goes into just generally as we go back a little bit to that reflection and, you know, not, not that necessarily that's a good or a bad thing that you weren't seen. It's just where you were at your, your time in life, 100%. but you, but by reflecting, you learn on that. And, you know, I, I know for my own self, it's like, you know, some of the things I know I have gone through, whether it's breaking generational cycles or just moments in life, I found in, in my life that the way I am towards people and the way I, I, you know, have, whether it's been kind or compassionate is a reflection of not having that when I needed it. You got it. And, and you never want, and, and it's, and I think you truly realize, I, I realize, you know, there I've kind of come to this idea in life, at least for me, there's the, there's these two personas of, of me. And I think you can call them what you want, but I think, I think our personas ultimately shape who we are, who we, and I think, you know, there's, there's that connector side of me, that side that wants to connect that side that wants to to get to know people, that side that feels compassion, empathy. And then there's that protector side, that side that can be uh, full charging that is willing to take risk is willing to do the hard things and, and bringing them together. I find when, when those personas work in tandem, I am my happiest. I am, I am. And, and I, and going back when we went skydiving, I got to connect with you and I in, in a, in a totally new way, got to challenge myself to touch on that protector side. And then we ended up doing a quick interview podcast about it. That was like one of the best days ever. Yeah. And as I've reflected in my life, I realize for me to be happy, to contribute to others, to contribute to the world, those parts of me have to work in tandem. And when they do, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. And, you know, and again, I guess that goes into the last part of our discussion is celebrating those achievements, because I think truly recognizing who you are, how you can contribute to the world is the ultimate achievement and I like the way you said it's about, you know, leveling up is, is recognizing those achievements. And 
I've, I've liked it. I've kind of taken it from the modern wisdom podcast of, you know, you build this mountain of evidence that just makes it irrefutable that you are who you say you are. And I think these little achievements in life help do that. And I, I love the way you said, I love it. You said recognizing celebrating achievements and did not say getting the feedback from others is required. You feel it for yourself. And I think that's absolutely true. I think that's, that's maturity because so much, so much in life, we, we, re, we need validation from people that we are who we say we are. But in, ultimately, I think it comes from, you know, who you are. And I love the way you, you said that. I think that is, that is truly showing yourself love and compassion is you can recognize that. Um, so I, th- I think celebrating achievements is like, is like that last critical piece, you know, to recognize the things you've done. Yeah. And I, you know, admittedly, I'm, I'm, I'm not always good at this. Um, what is a, what is the right way to think about it? You know, we've talked about learning from what we've been given and figuring out the right ways to sort of apply it. I think when I'm, when I was young, because I I was very grateful and very uh, proud to have had my grandfather. Uh, You know, I I have, I have so many wonderful influences in my life. Oh, he was an awesome, he was an awesome dude. I love your grandpa. He was great. (laughs) But he was one of those people that I, I did look to him because I, I saw him as a role model. I saw him as Mm -hmm. doing a lot of good in the world and finding ways to give back to people uh, in simple ways that, I, I wanted recognition from him. I wanted him to be able to say, oh, you did that thing. That was nice to do. That's the right thing. You're a good person. And that wasn't necessarily because I, that was the only way, that was the only way that it made that goodness true. But hearing it from someone that I believed yes. to be one of those, um, you know, there, this part, part of our church is we have this All Saints Day and it's about, not just saints that are recognized throughout different religions, but it's acknowledging the people in your life that help put you on the right path. Like yeah. these people are just as saintly. If they are giving you good that allows you to continue to give good, why not give them this saint status? So I, I, I associate my grandfather in that. So I get why I was really looking to hear that, but the, the older I get, the more it is important for me to just do good things regardless of whether someone is going to tell me that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Regardless of whether, you know, I hold the door and somebody says, thank you or not. It doesn't matter. It's, it's less yeah. interesting to me that you've responded and more powerful that I, I still take the time to do something that's bigger than just me. Right. It's recognizing that other people are out there and getting feedback having someone thank you for holding the door. If someone, if you hold the door and nobody says thank you, it doesn't mean that you didn't do right and good and well and thoughtful. So celebrating it for yourself, feeling it for yourself, you, you're literally the person that earned that. So you deserve to reap those benefits. And one of those is putting that obstacle behind you, put acknowledging that regardless of all these other people that are around, Mm-hmm. You are putting your best self out for the world to see and experience and benefit from. Um, yeah, you've, you've, I don't know if these are my words or yours here in the notes, but I love that we have a bullet here that says uh, you have to be your own hero and motivate. Yeah. Uh, I, that might have been you, but I, I, I it was. that's a great sort of cap in this moment here. No, I, I, I came to this realization many, many years ago um, that 
you know, we have this definition of, of what is self, what is a man. And, you know, I think the sad reality is, and again, I think this is where that contributing to others comes into play. Like you did, you summed it up great. I, the, the door opening is the simplest way you can absolutely think about it is I open that door. I don't need someone to tell me thank you to know that I did the right thing. Right. And that is absolutely true. And I realized this many, many years ago that I believe now this is not, you know, whoever's listening doesn't have to agree with this, but I believe that a man has to be their own motivation and their own hero, because ultimately I believe that, you know, as much as society says it, I don't think society has a lot of empathy and compassion for men when they're going through struggles. I think we are just expected to move on. And I think by recognizing that in myself, I try to be an open ear for people. Um, doing that, doing that, I know that's right. And I, I do, I celebrate that achievement when I, when I think about that, but I, I do, I, I really firmly believe that, you know, we have to, we have to be our own motivator. We have to be our own hero. We have to push ourselves because you never know. You can have the best friends in the world. And, you know, there was a time when the best friends in my world were a world apart. We were all, all scattered all over the place oh, yeah. before the, before the age of texting really was heavy in cell phones. It's like, you may go months without talking to someone who you, whose opinion you really value. And you may have to go through a period where you are on your own and you have to solve those problems. You have to motivate yourself. And I, I truly believe that is, and that's, I think that goes into showing yourself that compassion. And I think that ultimately builds resilience. And, you know, for me, when I recognize that as I've reflected, this is something I recognized a long time ago, but I've reflected more of how important it is. Like it's, it's one of those things that is an achievement for me is to recognize that aspect because it is the people in my life are fuel for me. Um, they really are. They motivate me. They inspire me. You know, you know, my, my kids inspire me. My friendships inspire me. My wife inspires me doing this podcast with you inspires me. Um, it is and to, and to get to that point, to do that, to allow that is an achievement unto itself. And I, I think it's so critical that we don't, we don't, it, achievements don't have to be grandioso. They don't have to be, I was the salesman of the year, or I, you know, had call options and investments that just went 10,000 X and I got lucky. You know, they don't have to be like that. They, right. they can, they can, they can be the simplest of things. Um, because again, as we were talking in the beginning, those little things start to build that mountain of evidence. Yeah. You are who you say you are. 100%. And, and I think that is, I think that is, like I said, the day we, we went skydiving, I was going to do it. And I, I remember the night before thinking tomorrow at this time, I've done it. And I remember thinking the night after it was done, I was like, we did it. And it's like, okay, so where's the next thing? And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to like jump out of a plane. It could be, it could be anything. What's the next thing to get out of my comfort zone so I can celebrate those achievements, so I can motivate myself? Um, because I, I did. I, I think that hand warming thing is that's inspiring. Like I, I think I'm going to pick up. Some, we've got a bunch of hand warmers here. I may start carrying those. I, I think that's a great. It's a great simple way to to just show a little tribute charity to the people because I think it's thoughtful. Um, and you know, I I come back to this, and, and you can touch on it too. Is what truly motivates me more now. And I wish I would have known this at 20 
Yes. <laughs> Wait. Okay. We're going back to, you know, <laughs> so again, I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it now is there is, and I said this in the, the skydiving podcast is there's this 85 year old version of me out there somewhere in time. Yeah. And that's who I don't want to disappoint. That is who I don't want to let down. Um, if I do right by him, then everything will fall into play. And that, that is my, my biggest motivator because I know if I do that right, all the other people I want to, I want to be there for, I will. And I, I keep trying to think about that, especially when, when, when times are a struggle or not. Um, that is what I, I constantly keep going back to yeah. is living a life of no regrets because so many people have lives that they just ruminate all the time. And that is not something I want. Right. You're no, you're so, you're so right. I was at a conference, uh, for a workshop, I was in San Diego, and one of our keynotes was uh, the President Obama. So, of course, I'm, I'm like, how, how am I going to go to this event and not and not see this keynote? So, I'm standing in line, and there's this great buzz, and you know, people are people are chatty, and uh, it, it was just there was such a positive vibe. We all got into the space, and uh, it was really great. Um, just so many people together, listening and being thoughtful about how it is that we how it is that we not only do good but how we can do good well and it was still a very corporate frame which is not a problem and and no. to the point one of the anecdotes that uh that was dropped was um you know president obama was like i got kids talking to me all the time we got interns that are coming in and i you know i ask them about what they want and we talk about it and a lot of people say that they want a particular title or they want a particular, mm, yeah. I want a corner office. I want X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's these future things that they want and that, and I, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. So please, you know, please forgive me. <laughs> please forgive me. Brooke, <laughs> you know. I think um, we butchered, we butchered a lot of quotes. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, my, my source list is not as strong as it should be today. But uh, part of what really came out was, have that in your mind. Know the know the title that you want on the door. Know the office that you want to be in. Know all of those things, but also know that the thing that you need to do to get there is not focus on the desk and the door and the windows. The thing that you need to do to get there is do the thing that you're already doing mm -hmm. to the best that you possibly can. And the things yeah. that make you unique and the things that make you shine and the things that are are already built into you in a natural way are the things that are going to set you apart from the other people that are doing that exact same job as you. And it is your ability to follow through and be present and listen and deliver for others and do it with your heart and your whole self. That is the thing that gets you the corner office. That is the thing that gets you the title that you want. It's not about the task. It's about bringing all of yourself to it. And really enjoying and celebrating your success when you do because you know it was earned and you didn't you weren't knocking people out of the way to get there you you got that for yourself and it was this i don't know if the right word is telescope or microscope version of this whole conversation about leveling up is have it ha have ideas you can have the ideas all day long but if you're not taking action then they're just ideas it's it, it's not leveling up. Leveling up is showing up. Show up into the room and be present and 
live in that moment. Because if, if 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 you're not doing that, you can't possibly live in the next one. Man, that's good. That's so good. Like, you know, we we had talked about this, this, you know, having this conversation. And I was kind of always kind of thinking, like, how do how do we how do we end on a high note? And I that's 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 leveling up. It's like wherever you want to be in life, show up. It's it is life is a journey, it's not a destination. And that journey is the little things every day and being aware. And and that's that summarizing what you just did, that's leveling up, man. That's just that's that's fascinating. And that is that is a great way to see it because you know, when when I think about all the things we've talked about this morning, that is the summary of everything we've talked about. Because you can't you can't get to that point in life. Unless you do, you show up daily. You know, you can't, you can't contribute to others unless you show up daily. You can't be physically healthy unless you show up to that session daily. You can't build relationships unless you are working daily, regularly. Um, It all, it all comes to a head and that's what gets you that spot. I, I think that is a fascinating way because I think life is, Life is the ultimate game theory. And, you know, the last couple of years, I spent a lot of time about game theory and life is, is yes, it ends, but everything in between is, is infinite. It doesn't stop. And, and we can't either. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I don't know. I, I, I think, I think you, you, you summarized our morning just perfect. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I, I, again, I could not be, I, I I couldn't be I couldn't be happier uh, to to be able to have an opportunity to really sit and be thoughtful. You you and I as even as we were ideating about this, not that the last time we did this was twenty years ago, but when we were in college, we had I don't remember what it was. There was some little like study room on our floor or whatever it was, and inevitably that became this gathering space, and mm-hmm. people talked about all kinds of stuff, and it was. I think it became such a room because it was an intersection. It was an intersection of all these ideas. It wasn't any one person's private space. It was the space that all of us could share. And it didn't matter who showed up. Whenever they came into the room, there was a new little bit of energy in that room. There was a yeah. new perspective in that room. There was something else to learn. There was there was something else to take away. And it's, it's those intersections and real participation. Like you said, it's that daily engagement um, that really allows us and enables us to say all right what a what a great day <laughs> and and lord knows you said it when you're talking about the 85 year old version of me i really want to look back and say that i got more of those yeah the other stuff no man it's it is you know this and and like i've said you know this platform if you if you ever want to come back on it, it the door is always open i I have found like a day like today, not only I think will this be good content for people to listen to, whoever listens to it, but it's like, this will, my day will be good. This will be, this will be a good day for me. Cause this, this is like, this is better than coffee. You know, this is better than breakfast. It's, it's just, I, I do, I find myself thinking like this more and more of how can I, how can I be better? I, I just can't, I've done the autopilot through life and I just, that just doesn't work for me anymore. It's like life. Life doesn't need to be dramatic. It doesn't need to be over the top, but it needs, it needs to be thoughtful and purposeful. And I think these little nuggets 
Not that we are oh so super wise, but I think these are helpful. I wish I would have heard stuff like this 20, 30 years ago. I wish I would have had, you know, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, you guys have no excuses. You have all this knowledge <laughs> and wealth of, 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 ex, of understanding from so many uh, like talented, wonderful, thoughtful people. Like it, and it's all out there. And now it's like categorized. Like you can pick oh, up yeah. a podcast. You I can, can pick up the palm of my hand in a minute. Absolutely. And, you know, someone could listen to this and if they get an, I've always felt if someone listens to this and gets a nugget of wisdom that propels their life quicker than it's taken us 43 years to get to, I think that is an enormous win. I think that is an accomplishment to be celebrated and passing that on is contributing to others in a way. Um, you know, if we can help somebody else level up, I think that'd be great. But like just having this conversation this morning has helped me level up a lot. So, uh, man, I, I appreciate you. I love you. I value our friendship and I can't thank you enough for coming on this morning. This has been just awesome. I, I miss having these long talks with you. <laughs> I do too. I really do too. Uh, and yeah, this, you know, hitting, this isn't going to quite hit all, all of the points that you were really thoughtful about kind of laying out to prepare us for the day. But this is, this is that it's an incredible moment of participation. It is something yeah. that I've not had a chance to do and I cannot thank you enough for the invitation. So I'm honored. I am honored, Josh, whenever, uh, if, if there is more that I can, you know, contribute, uh, part of what I love about our friendship is that we, we step into those opportunities and we are there for each other. So you know, yeah. this, this door, this podcast doesn't close a door. If anything, it reinforces that this door is broadly wide open. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you. Like I said, I appreciate you an enormous. I value the hell out of our friendship and uh, the door is always open for you. And uh, I hope to have you back. Amen. I look forward to it. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. As I stated in the preface of the episode, this year is a chance to level up a little or a lot. There is no definition of what that is. It's what it means to you. Leveling up may be easy or it may be hard. So embrace the elation or the suck, whatever it is, and take charge and make the effort to transform your life. Again, an enormous shout out to my buddy Dave for being a part of this episode. I really enjoyed making it with him and I loved his insight. So as always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like button and rate it as five stars. It does help the channel. And always feel free to email me at lifeisitlinearpodcast at gmail.com if there's something you have to say, because feedback is always welcome and read. And as always, be respectful and make good decisions.